Hey everybody, welcome to today's live session. I'm Nick, and today's session is going to be about your purpose. It's about the direction of your life, the meaning of your life, and how we align our daily actions, or why we need to align our daily actions with you know, where we want to end up in life. It almost seems obvious, but when we get down to the nitty-gritty, it doesn't actually happen. A lot of times uh, we, we kind of go down this, this road with our actions where we think like we're going to magically end up in the place we want to go. But in reality, we're walking down a path that takes us completely in the opposite direction. So I'm going to discuss with you uh, the components uh, that I feel are important with your purpose, uh, with your life, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, for you, whatever your purpose may be, doesn't matter. I'm not, to, I'm not, you know, it's not my job to judge. It's my job to help you be on that purpose, be aligned with that purpose. Uh, so we're going to talk about today, that today and how Define My Day fits into that. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. I got the whiteboard today to help me out. Um, so it's December <laughs> and we are a full week into December. Time is flying by. Um, it occurred to me that uh, if uh, anybody needs to purchase anything for Christmas, uh, it needs to happen like this week. Uh, it's crazy. I actually, it, I didn't even realize like how close we were until it popped up on our website for our store. And it said, you know, remind your customers that they need to purchase now if they want to get it, especially with all the shipping delays. And so it occurred to me, I'm like, oh my, I still have presents to buy for other people. But yeah, like we got to re remind everybody else that, if you want to find my day, especially as a gift for Christmas, it's got to happen this week because shipping has been delayed. It's only ramping up now, like the volume. So it's going to get worse. Um, so, you know, if you do need to purchase any Define my day as a gift, do it now. Um, because, you know, while, you know, nothing's delayed getting out of our location, things are happening outside of our control. And I don't want anybody being mad at me for not getting things for Christmas. Um, good morning, Anna. Uh, gloomy and rainy in Florida. You know, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> You're in Florida. My dad called me a couple days ago. He's in Sarasota and he says, uh, oh, it's freezing here. It was like 40. Here it was 25. I, I, it, no matter no matter what, unless you're going through a hurricane, which I have a little bit of sympathy for you there, um, no matter what, you guys have it better than us from a weather standpoint. Um, Kathy, good morning. Sherry, good morning. Sandy, good morning. Angela, good morning. Still dark where you are. Yeah, it, days are getting shorter. It's crazy. Thankfully, the shortest day is only two weeks away, and then we're going to start getting better. But it's nuts when you walk outside at 5 o'clock, and it's practically pitch black. We had a, in our neighborhood, they did like luminarias through the streets, and it was really pretty. But we went out, we took the kids walking around, looking, looking at everybody's lights. It's kind of a, a community thing here, which is really nice. And, you know, they, you know, in previous years, they invite people in and everybody has a good time. You know, like you kind of house hop, have a couple of drinks and some, I guess, maybe some appetizers or hors d'oeuvres and seems like a fun time. This year, it's a little bit different, you know, but we still got out and got to see everything. And it was nice. It was nice. I, uh, but we got inside and it was like 630. And I'm like, wow, it feels like it should be nine o'clock. Um, but I, I actually, I have a, a drone that I bought years ago for like advertising. We did like videos for 
customers for Facebook and stuff. And I charged it up and I got it outside and flew around and took aerial photos of the neighborhood and it was really nice. And I wasn't paying attention and I flew it into a neighbor's tree. So now it's stuck about 300 feet up in a tree and I'm just waiting for it to fall down. We need a gust of wind maybe, I don't know, but it's up there pretty good. So, you know, the bonehead things we do. Brenda, good morning. D, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Uh, today we're talking about purpose, if you weren't here for the very start of this. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, and uh, I, this is something that, that hits home for me. And I'm always sort of exploring my purpose um, and trying to reconnect my daily actions with my purpose. And I think for a long time, you know, for 30 years, 30 plus years of my life, I didn't know what my purpose was. Uh, I didn't understand what I was here for. And that missing sense of purpose uh, is damaging. And a lot of times, if you don't have that strong sense of purpose, you're going to sort of float through life. And I think that's what can lead to a big sense of wasting your life and a big sense of regret at the end. And... I feel like it's my purpose to help as many people out of that situation as possible. The more we can connect our daily actions with our purpose, the better we will be. Uh, the more confident we will be, the happier and fulfilled we will be. We'll wake up in the morning and feel like we have a mission for ourselves. And I think that's incredibly important. If you're waking up in the day and kind of just waiting to see where life takes you, you know, it might feel okay in the moment, but over time, I think that that's not going to be fruitful and it's not going to be good for you, um, you know, from a, from a fulfilled, happy, like real content perspective. And so, you know, my goal here, my purpose is to help you get to a place where you feel satisfied with what you've done from a you know from from some you know from from the small perspective of today to what you've done for the past year past two years all of it and I think you can see from the results of some people in our user group I mean the people that have been here for two or three years from you know big things that they've accomplished at work you know we have a user in our group that's uh, you know never she's a teacher and has never received a grant in her career and has received now two since using Define My Day and, and aligning her daily actions with her mission of, you know, improving her students, you know, you know and, and being a better teacher. And so I think that, um, you know, there, there's examples of big and small things that we've done from getting more healthy to getting over loss uh, to, uh, you know, figuring out what you're here for and aligning your daily actions. I think it's all so important. So my purpose is to help you with that. Uh, good morning, Angel. Thank you for joining me. Good to see you. Uh, can everybody hear me okay? Please let me know in the comments. I'm using a different mic today, and uh, I had to turn it down because it looked like I was redlining the entire time. So make, yeah, if you can hear me good, please let me know, or, or not, please let me know. Um, while I'm waiting for that for you guys, I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna read one from the Do One Thing Every Day that centers you journal, the mindfulness journal. Oh, and this is perfect. This is perfect. Um, life is short. Oh, be swift to love, make haste to be kind. And that is Henry Friedrich Emil. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with him. But life is short. 
So live according to your purpose is my message here. Everybody can hear me? Good, good. Uh, so then the prompts are how I love today and how I was kind today are the two prompts that we have for that. And I apologize if I've read some of these before because I know some of these pages are more worn in. That almost sounds familiar to me, but I go through these so quick, I'm not even sure. Um, good, everybody says they can hear me fine. That's great, good to hear, good to hear. All right, so uh, first thing I wanna start off with is this book, uh, the Daily Stoic, um, which is a Ryan Holiday book, uh, and there are these two pages from yesterday and today. I think fit, you know, in a way. So the first one is about uh, the sword of Damocles, and I'm not going to spare you the whole passage, but um, I'm going to read this part. Uh, the reality is that a similar sword hangs over all of us. Life can be taken from us at any moment. And that threat can send us into one of two directions. We can fear and dread it, or we can use it to motivate us to do good, to be good. Because the sword is dangling and there's nothing else to be concerned with. Would you rather it catch you in the middle of some shameful, selfish act, or would you rather it catch you waiting to be good in the future? So the, the, the purpose of that statement is stop waiting. Stop doing something shameful. Stop being somebody that is not who you are supposed to be. Stop waiting for life to happen to you. Uh, the next one today's, uh, you know, again, talking about death. Uh, we avoid thinking about it because we think it will be depressing. In fact, reflecting on mortality often has the opposite effect, invigorating us more than saddening us. Why? because it gives us clarity. If you were suddenly told you had but a week to live, what changes would you make? If you died, but were resuscitated, how different would your perspective be? I talk about the end of our lives all of the time with Define My Day. I talk about that sense of being on your deathbed. What would you regret not doing? What would you feel satisfied that you did do? What would you feel proud that you did do? You know, the relationships you had, the, the actions you took. That's in a way how I find or keep my actions in touch with my purpose. I go forward to that time. You know, what would I regret doing or not doing in my life? And that's sort of how I get in touch with my purpose. We have other sessions where we've actually done some exercises to help people get in touch with purpose. And in fact, some of these things that we're gonna talk about today, we could do an hour long session on each component, but this is sort of just an overview to get you guys in the right rhythm or get you in the, you know, kind of understand what Define My Day can help you with going forward. And again, we're doing this uh, to get through the entire Define My Day book help people because this is our biggest time when people are just getting into Define My Day. And this, this purpose of these sessions are to help you get along. And if, you're, if you've been using Define My Day for a long time, this can just help you refresh on some of this stuff. All right. So first, kind of what is purpose, right? What, what's, what's the purpose? Um, you know, what, what do we like? What, what's the whole relationship with purpose to Define My Day? And so I look at it this way. Purpose is the direction that our lives should go 
under ideal circumstances, right? So we make the right decisions. We um, align our daily actions with our purpose. Um, you know, we, we, we've done the right things and we get to that point at the end of our lives where we say, yeah, I did good. Right. And, and, and another way, I, Ed Milet did this session and he and I, I agree that this is one of the best the best ways to think about purpose is that you're in you're in, uh, you know, you make it to heaven. Right. And St. Peter greets you at the pearly gates and next to him is another person. And that person is the ideal you. It's the you that made the right decisions, that lived your life to the fullest, that, that did everything that you were meant to do in your life. And are you complete strangers? Do you, you, know, do you not even recognize that person? Or are you mirror images of each other? And whatever that gap is, is maybe where we need to do our work. Right. And it's not to it's not to incriminate people that maybe don't feel that they've made the right decisions. But I think that exercise, if you really you know, put your mind to it, you can see like the, the decisions we've made and understand that we need to for, forgive those. Uh, but but where, what changes need to make to get to that person that that is ideal. And a lot of people get um, get uh, kind of overwhelmed with that. You know, because they, their vision of an ideal, their, their perfect person is something that's been imposed upon them by other people. Your purpose is yours. So, you know, don't be overwhelmed by this vision that was given to you by somebody else. You know, you made the decision you didn't want to become an engineer, you know. Uh, that's okay if that's what you wanted to do. So you made that decision. So now what is, you know, what's, you, you've already said that, that, you know, mom and dad wanted me to be an engineer and everybody told me I should have been an engineer, but I didn't become one. Now I feel guilty. That's not, that's not what we're trying to say here. Your purpose should be decided by you. And as long as you're living your actions to that purpose, that's what's important. So don't try to get to this perfect version of yourself that's been built up by other people. It's your perfect vision for yourself. Now, so we have this per, per, like this 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 vision of ourselves, right? This is this is us here, really happy at the end of our lives. Like this is yeah, we did everything we were supposed to do. Now, on the on the on the road to this person, there are some guardrails, right? We have these guardrails. These guardrails are our values, right? So this is purpose. These are values. These are the things. These are the the things that keep us on our path, like these, these are our ethics. These are the, you know, the, 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 the lines we won't cross because if we do, you know, we're going to go into oncoming traffic and it's going to be ugly, right? It's going to, we're going to wreck, we're going to wreck our lives. So our values, and these are things we, we, we talk about in Define My Day as far as affirmations like last week. These are the, the things that when we won't cross these values, uh, we 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 don't make excuses. We don't have these regretful feelings uh, because we we compromise those values. So you look at your values as guardrails. You know the, the 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 decisions. Our decisions are framed in a way that we can't make a mistake 
because we compromise those values. We can make mistakes, but we don't make mistakes that harm us in this way. And then our goals are mile markers along the way that keep us on this path. This is how we measure our progress. And sometimes we find, we, we maybe take a little detour. We, we compromised our values. We maybe didn't align our actions with our purpose. Maybe we felt something was important and we found out it really wasn't. Uh, that, um, you know, that's why we have these mile markers here and why we can look back, you know, we can turn and look back down the road at what we've accomplished and we can ask ourselves, did we do the things that were important that kept me along the that kept me aligned with our purpose, my purpose, or maybe not. And that's the purpose of journaling and define my day. And we can look back and see that. But you know, setting setting our monthly goals and our weekly milestones and our daily actions are ways to segment this to get to where we want to go. So the three big components of purpose for me, the three things that, that are really important in this overall scheme are the direction of our lives, you know, to the, the direction we're heading in through our actions to get to this place, the values that guardrail us to make sure we stay on this path in a way that we can feel good about ourselves, and then the mile markers that help us measure progress and you know, we can see those stepping stones going forward. We can see, you know, okay, I know when I do this, my next thing is this. And I've already said that if I do all of these things, you know, it's going to lead me to this bigger milestone right here. And then if I do all these other small things, I have another big milestone right here, right? So that's where those are the three main components of this, you know, as it relates to define my day. Now, some people say like, I don't know what my purpose is, right? And I'm right there with you. I, I, for 35 years, I had no idea what my purpose was. I know, like, so I had an IT company, right, where I helped people with their computers. I helped them resolve their computer problems. Now, that was related to my purpose. I just didn't know how. And what it was is it's helping people solve problems. That's my purpose, is to help other people do better. I was good with computers, so I mistook my purpose being doing computer work. It wasn't. And over time, it didn't feel good to do computer work. It got to be boring and monotonous and, and kind of a drain. And so I needed to figure out how can I realign my actions to better get me on with purpose? Because, you know, removing a virus is like this transactional thing. Um, and it was, you know, it, it felt good. It, it, it was nice to see somebody happy that I did this for them. But, you know, even training people to use the computers, it was nice, but it wasn't like fulfilling for me. So I needed to change my actions. So, you know, it was still within my values, right? Like it was, it was still within my values, but it was sort of off my path a little bit. So I needed to, you know, reevaluate where I was going with my life. And, and in 30 years, if I look back and say, you know, that was worth my time. I'm really proud that I did that. I needed to change, which is it's what brought me here. All right, so some books that um, some some books that I want to help you learn purpose. And I think the first one that helped me was Simon Sinek's "Find Your Why." Uh, it's an exercise book. It's it's actually pretty in depth. That helps you find your purpose, and he believes that everybody 
already has their purpose formed by the time they're 18 years old. And it really doesn't change. You just don't know how your daily actions align with it. And I would recommend you Google Simon Sinek if you haven't heard of him before. He did a TED Talk on YouTube. He's had some really good interviews. He is a really smart cat. Uh, the other um, book that I read a couple of, eh, probably last year, maybe a year before, was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, he lived through the Holocaust. Uh, he was at Auschwitz. And um, his feeling was that the people had purpose. The people that had purpose were the ones that were more likely to survive through that time. And, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, this is a life-changing book if you read this. It's, it's very good. Um, so those two, uh, uh, really, really good. Another one that I had that was an audiobook, and I'll give you these guys, I'll give you the links in the comments here. Uh, but another book that was really good uh, was Let Your Life Speak by Parker J. Palmer. Um, very good book uh, as far as how you can use, um, you know, how your actions can help you, um, you know, be who you want to be. All right, so um, purpose, direction, values, and then goals, okay? Um, now, pain. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this. Um, let me find my towel here and mark this off. Pain is something that I think a lot of us are taught to avoid, and um, and I'm gonna t I'm gonna tell you now why uh, that's not okay. Right? Pain is actually very useful. When you get hurt, your body's telling you you're hurt. If you didn't have pain, you wouldn't know you're, you could be bleeding and, and on, you know, like you wouldn't know it until you pass out, right? So pain is good. Now, there are different kinds of pain, and, and we're going to talk about that right now. All right, so we have pain from growth, right? And then we have pain from injury or what's the word I like to use? Harm. We can use the word uh, pain from harm. So growth is, you know, it, growth can be hard. <laughs> growth can be painful. Um, but that doesn't mean we should shy away from it. We've in the past used the story of the lobster, right? The lobster starts to feel stress and starts to feel pain when he starts growing out of his shell. If the lobster chose not to break out of his shell and grow and try to avoid the pain, the lobster would eventually die. Um, where when the lobster feels stress and it goes hide and hides under a rock, uh, it breaks out of his shell and then grows. Um, you know, our goal is to not hide from pain and it's not to avoid pain because in the, in the end, really, it just brings more pain and it can also bring harm. But we want to, at times, look at pain as growth happening. And so what are some examples of, um, you know, growth? And one can be soreness, right? Soreness from exercise is good, right? It means your muscles are growing. Soreness from injury is harmful. So car accident. Is harm. You're going to continue. You're going to continue to go back and exercise, even though you're getting sore. You're not going to continue to get into car accidents to get more sore, right? These leave bruises. These leave injury. You keep doing this, you're going to end up dead. 
You keep doing this, eventually you don't get sore anymore. Eventually, your muscles get stronger. Your cardiovascular system gets stronger. Another example of here of growth uh, is, you know, you're walking up a hill and you're out of breath, right? Now, if you're out of breath from harm, because there's something wrong with your lungs, you're not going to, you know, you know, you want to get that fixed. Here, if you're out of breath, you don't stop walking up hills. You walk up more hills and eventually you won't be out of breath anymore. Same thing with uh, meditation, right? So if you meditate, you know, you, when you're meditating for the first time, two minutes can seem like an eternity. Like you, you feel that stress and that pain from, uh, you know, from, from like, you know, being in that situation and you're challenging yourself, right? So, you know, meditation, um, you know, you, you have this like overwhelming, like feeling like, oh, this hurts, right? I don't want to go through this. But that's good. Like that for me, like when I started meditating and I realized how hard it was, that was my inability to focus. That was my inability to be mindful. I need to meditate more, right? I need to meditate more. Now, what's, what's harmful over here on this side? What could be harmful? You know, it could be an abusive relationship, right? Abuse. We're not going to keep running into that. We need to set boundaries and get out of that situation, right? We need to, like, that's not something we're going to keep going into. So you're not going to do that. Here, meditation's hard. Meditation is painful on your brain. Another way, another thing here is, for me, was reading. Like, I could read. I'd read pages and then realize my mind wandered. And I, I just couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't stick with it. I didn't know what I read. I had to go back and reread page after page. That to me was my inability to focus. I needed to continue to read to try to fix that. So don't, don't look at things being hard and sometimes even painful. Don't look at that as something to be avoided. Sometimes we need to keep jumping into it and do it. Um, you know, again, uh, tasks, right? You know, when we're doing tasks, actually, Hold on, let me change this. All right, working on your priorities. Oh man, I can't write and talk at the same time. I apologize. Priorities and tasks, right? Or to-dos. Your priorities, focusing on your priorities. A lot of times we find distractions to take us away from it. You know, or you know, we, we don't give our time for the priorities. We, we just sort of, you know, like we, we talk about setting like an egg timer, like the Pomodoro thing where we, where we work hard on a task and we focus on that task for increasingly long amounts of time. You know, we, we have to do that. We have to train ourselves to do that because it's hard to focus. It's hard to find that you know, that ability to really concentrate on what's important. You know, those mile markers that we showed, like it's really hard to set our mind to that. It's hard to do define my day, right? It's only a five minute thing, 10 minute thing per day, but it's hard to bring our minds to this important thing because on the flip side of things, we have like these just list, list of to-do list items that we have to do, right? So we, we tend to do the easiest thing or do the thing that we get this instant gratification for and we don't 
focus on our priorities. And that's like, we don't want to keep trying to make life easier. That's not the goal with really anything. And, and, and really when we try to make it easier, uh, you know, overall we, we end up in the wrong place. So you want to try to realize that the pain in trying to focus on our priorities and the pain in doing the hard things is actually growth. Where you end up in pain over here is when you just do a list of to-do list items with no priority for anything. The pain is in the end result, in, in that sense of regret. The pain is in, you know, I didn't get anything accomplished. The, the pain is in, um, you know, the, this feeling of overwhelm and feeling of like the list never ends, right? That's not pain we want. We want the pain here. The pain in, in trying to redirect our focus on a daily basis rather than the pain of that terrible end result of being somebody we weren't meant to be. Um, so, you know, to summarize real quick, pain from growth, sore, pain from harm and injury, uh, you know, that's what we want to stop happening. We want to stop running into this wall, but we also want to keep exercising and keep growing ourselves, mind and body. All right, mindset. The mindset we need to have as it relates to define my day, as it relates to anything that we ever do. The, the best book about mindset that you could read, and everybody references her, is Carol Dweck's um, book, Mindset. And it is the new, a new psychology of success. Uh, how we can learn to fulfill our potential. And it's parenting, business, school relationships. This is this is a great book. Everybody talks about it. And the main and you can see how many dog-eared pages I have here. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, there's there's basically there's two mindsets. There's the fixed mindset and there's the growth mindset. And we talked about growth and the, the good pain side of things, right? Growth mindset is that mindset of I'm not good at this now. But if I try hard enough, I can be, right? If I go through the pain of learning how to do this process, I can learn how to do this. If I go through the pain of learning how to play the piano, I can play the piano. Or you can just say, I don't know how to play the piano. I never will. Uh, I'm just not good at this sort of thing. That's a fixed mindset. And you can see it, the, if, even if you don't read the book, if you read some articles about fixed and growth mindset, you can start to identify it in the people around you and over time identify it in yourself. Anytime you say about your kid, you know, you're just not good at this sort of thing. That's a fixed mindset. The better way to say something like that is, you know, you're not good now, but if you really want to learn it, you can. This is how. You know, or do some research. You can find it. Like that's the, that's the, like we're grown. Like when somebody says you're disorganized or you'll never amount to anything or, you know, like anytime you're judging somebody, even yourself, that's a fixed mindset. But when you can say, yeah, I'm not good at this now, but I can be, that's a growth mindset. I'm lazy. That's fixed. I can change my actions now to be a motivated person, to be a disciplined person. It takes time, but you can. And that is the purpose of Define My Day, to help you align those actions, to create those actions, to grow 
into the person that you want to be. All right. So now, how does define my day? What's the purpose of define my day? How is, does this fit into all of this? It is the tool that helps you keep your daily actions aligned with the direction that you want to go. That, that's, it's, it's only a tool. It's no magic bullet. You can't open up to find my day and automatically be a better person. There's not a thing you can do that will do that for you. But what it is for is to help you go from here to here. If each one of these is a day, take these steps along the way. And occasionally you might go a little off track and then you look back and say, you know what, that didn't work. I need to adjust a little bit. But it's that process that keeps you on the path of your life to get you to that place when, you know, when you get to the end and you look back, you say, you know what, I did good. I may not have done everything I wanted to, but I did my best. And I got, you know, I feel like I, I put that effort in the right places. And where I went wrong, I identified it and fixed it. This, this journey is not easy. But it, it becomes a little bit better when you put meaning to it, when you put purpose to the pain, when you understand that hard work, painful work, it's worth getting through it because there's a better end result on the other side. But if pain is just happening to you and there's no hope of change, if there's no hope of of, of a better life, then you're just going to be resigned to, you know, being sad and miserable, right? Like you're going to feel like you're out of, your life is out of control. This process, the whole define my day process is to help you break out of that if you're in it. And if you're not in it, optimize your results so that you can become more efficient with your actions that take you to that place. It's a great process. It's a great process. And if you follow the process, if you don't try to modify it, if you just follow the process, even the things you don't like. And that, that's, that kind of makes me angry when I talk to people about to find my day because they're like, oh, I don't like to do this. I only like this and I only use this. And that's not the, that's not the process. And the results you get from doing part of the process are going to be Partial. You're going to get partial results. So if you follow the process, you'll get the results that you want. And the hard parts, if you go through the hard parts, if you go through the painful parts, like saying affirmations, reviewing your day, doing the daily disciplines, writing in it every day, spending five minutes every morning doing this. If you fight that desire to say, you know what, I'm going to take a day off. If you fight that desire to quit altogether or skip affirmations or skip the daily review, if you fight that desire and you do it anyway, you're going, you're pushing through that pain, you're becoming more disciplined, more mindful, and you get the benefit of all of the parts of the process. Now, to find my day is, you know, like the, the, the thing is this, with, with this process, 
The people that start this process generally have this feeling of being stretched in a bunch of different directions, right? Like you're just, you're, you're the circle here. This is you, right? And you're maybe, me probably, you know, you might not be sad, but you're meh, right? Because you're just like, you wake up in the morning and you're just go, go, go from, from, from the moment you wake up. And then at the end of the day, you're like, what the heck did I do? Where did the time go? You know, you're missing time with friends. You're missing enjoying the day. You're missing all of the great parts. And you're just kind of accomplishing to-do list items. And you're just, you know, now what? Right? You're exhausted. Exhausted. And you don't have nothing to show for it. You know, you're, you're playing that game where you go, you know, someday I'll be able to. Right? Someday... You know, I'll enjoy my retirement. But then when your retirement gets there and you're like, now what? Like, what did I, I just wasted all my life and I'm in this place where, you know, now what? Right? I don't want you to be this person. I was this person. I thought more work meant more success. I thought more work, eventually I'd make enough money and I'd be happy. The problem is I was going down that path and my wife didn't like me. My kids, I never really even knew that well, although I love them and they loved me. We didn't have a real good relationship. And, and in 10 years, it would have been a terrible relationship. I was overworked, stressed out. It was terrible, right? And I'm not saying I'm perfect now, but I am working on it daily. And I know I'm better off now than I was five years ago, by far, by far. And what happens is when you connect your daily actions with your purpose, when you analyze your purpose daily and constantly touch your purpose to your daily actions, you start eliminating things that you realize don't connect, right? You know, you want to go this direction, right? This is this is where you ultimately want to be. This is you, happy. And that's a terrible smiley face, but that's you, happy, right? That's you, like this is this is this is that you up in heaven, that ideal you, and you're trying to get there, and you start to realize that, like, yeah, if I did this thing, that's just taking time away from this really important thing right here, All right? This is the this is the one action that's going to get me here, right? Or the couple of actions. Like there might even be other ones that, you know, are, are related, right? That move you in that direction. They're pulling you in that direction. But then there's all this other stuff that spreads you out real thin, right? Obligations to other people. Things you don't want to do. Those things you know you don't want to do. If you can start eliminating these things, just saying, you know what? I don't have to do it anymore, you know? And some of them are hard. Some of them take years. It took me years to get out of my other business. But my ultimate goal was to do that. And when I did, I got rid of that, right? And as you get rid of those things, you start getting a little bit happier. And you get more time to focus on the more important things. The good relationships in your life. The work that, while painful, moves you to a place that makes you ultimately happy and fulfilled. You get rid of all of this stuff. And you're not spread thin anymore, right? These people that tell you, you know, I, I don't have any more time to add one more thing to my plate. I'm so busy. Are those the people that seem super happy? Are those the people that seem fulfilled and content? 
and they feel like they, they, they look like they're enjoying life? The answer is usually no. The answer is usually that they're stressed out. And a lot of times, like they might have money, they might have something that you really like. You know, maybe they have a nice house. You know, maybe there's things that they have, but are they really enjoying their days? And I would be willing to bet that a lot of times if they were to sit down, if they were to look forward at the end of their life, you know, they can say, yep, got a lot of stuff. But they're probably suffering someplace else. And so, and look, if you feel like a lot of stuff is your thing, that's okay, right? You can amass as much stuff as you want, as long as it's related to your purpose, right? I'm not here to judge. I just don't think that that's actually true for a lot of people. And so, you know, all of these obligations and things, like because we're worried about other people's judgment and we're worried about, you know, what we've been taught or the way we were brought up our entire lives, all of these things, if we get rid of all the garbage, all of the nonsense, all of the distractions, you know, and we focus on these really good priorities that keep us along our purpose, that take us to our most happy self, we gain more time. By getting rid of all of this stuff, we're not spread thin anymore. We gain more time. We gain more time to evaluate our purpose. We gain more time to learn. We gain more time to spend in our really important relationships. We get to spend more time deepening our knowledge on that one thing that is incredibly important to us. That's where Define My Day fits into this. Define My Day is made to help you retrain your brain to focus on the things that are really important. That's why we identify distractions, and we'll get into distraction in a couple weeks, but we want to identify distractions that take us the wrong direction. Those distractions can be work projects, or it can be surfing the internet. It could be social media. It could be uh, watching TV. Right? Those are all like distractions can be just obvious. A lot of times they're sneaky, right? A lot of times they're somebody asking you to help with something. And the answer just has to be no, right? I can't help because I have other things, I have priorities I need to handle. You know, I'd love to, but I can't. Now, other times, you know, that could be a distraction. But if deepening your relationship with that person is a priority for you, then it's not a distraction. It's all in how you frame it. It's all in how, like, you know, in really what your definition, like one person's distraction is another person's priority. But evaluating that for yourself is what's important. The deeper your understanding of your actions, why you do things, the result you got from what you did, the deeper your understanding of that, the better you can make decisions going forward. And define my day is just that little touchstone, that little map to keep you going on that path we talked about in the very beginning. With your direction, your values, and your milestones, those mile markers that, that, that show you where you're going and where you've been. The last component of this, you know, 
with Define My Day, our, our, our main three things with Define My Day are your habits, your mindset, your little smiley guy, and your actions slash priorities. Right? We're helping you create healthy habits that give you a solid foundation so that you can have the energy and have the focus to do, make the decisions to move forward, right? To make the right decisions, to fight the urge to watch too much TV, to fight the urge to stay in bed in the morning, to fight the urge to, you know, just kind of give up, right? Or quit, you know, expend that willpower. Habits from everything, from as small as drinking enough water to exercising, reading, educating yourself, doing Define My Day, all of the things that make you a healthier person, you know, each one taken by itself, not a huge deal. But when you pile up a bunch of small little habits, you create the solid foundation to be a better version of you, to have the ability, the energy, the focus to do the things to get to be that happy person. Your mindset, affirmations like we talked about last time. You know, having that growth mindset that you can do hard things, that you can push through the pain of growth and become a better person. It gives you purpose for the pain. Having that mindset of, I can continue to grow. I can come back and do these painful things again. It's really important to be able to do that. And the last thing, and this is you know, what most people are looking at every day, these actions. The actions of, you know, this is my priority for today. I am going to get this done. And at the end of it, reviewing it and saying, I got it done and this is the result and this is why I'm happy about it or why maybe this wasn't the right thing for me to do. Any answer is okay. The deeper understanding is the important thing. So define my day. The purpose of define my day is to help you build healthy habits to be a stronger person, a healthy mindset to have the focus and energy to become that greater person and the actions, the priorities every day that move you down that path. So to review real quick, the goal of this session is to help you end up where you want to be. I want you to be the healthiest version of yourself, the, hel the healthiest, happiest version of yourself with the least amount of regrets possible at the end. Purpose is the direction of your life framed by values with markers along the way to measure progress. That was our, 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 um, that was our little diagram with the arrow going up, right? And then the values framing you into that giving you guardrails, and then the mile markers along the way. Mindset, the growth mindset. Pain from growth is a measure of progress. Pain from trauma and injury are things we don't want to continue doing. And I, and I, wanna, and I, don't, I don't know if I got to this point, but how many times 
in your life are you doing things that continue to cause you pain and are not helping you grow, but are actually damaging you? Bad habits, right? Not healthy habits, bad habits do that. Toxic relationships do that. Not living according to your values, not living to your purpose. That's harmful. Those are the things we want to stop doing. And then finally, define my day. Your tool to clarify your direction and measure your progress. Does that all make sense? Makes sense? I hope so. Um, If you guys have questions, please let me know. Uh, We can certainly go into any of it. Um, I'm going to go through the comments in a minute. uh, But um, I'm going to give you one more book. Actually, two more books. uh, While I'm waiting for anybody to make any comments to answer. These two books I read over the summer, and I found them incredibly good. One we're going to go into about pain. So uh, what makes your brain happy and why you should do the opposite? So this kind of goes um, in that in that direction of like the, the brain kind of wants to be comfortable, right? The brain wants to be lazy sometimes, a lot of times. The brain wants to do the things that get a gratification now. And what we need to do for ultimate growth is fight that instinct, right? It's not all about being happy now. While we need to be mindful and we need to enjoy the moment, uh, it, it sort of needs to be the moments we earned and needs to be the moments that are worthwhile according to our values. You know, not that like, you know, I want licorice right now, so I'm gonna eat it even though that I know it's gonna harm me in the future. That the brain wants the licorice, the brain wants the sugar, the brain wants the taste, the brain wants the instant gratification. But, for ultimate happiness down the road, a week from now, a month from now, we need to put the licorice down. It's a conversation I've had with myself. Um, so this is a, this was a good book that talks about that. Again, I've tabbed a lot of pages in there. And then the last one, this is sort of like, if I were to write a manual about Define My Day, uh, this would be it. I just read this in the summer, and I know Kathy's watching. Kathy was shocked that I never read this. Um, I read this pretty quickly. Uh, it's from Gary Keller. It's the one thing. The uh, the one thing is the title of the book. The surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. And this is, you know, how or why, and why we dedicate our time and effort towards one really important thing. Now, this is not one thing in expense at, ex- at the expense of all others. This is one thing in like a category. So your one thing in business. What's the one thing that can move your business forward? What's the one thing that can move your relationships forward? What's the one thing you need to do to improve your health? You know, those are sort of the questions you need to ask. It's those are the questions we um, strive to have you ask with Define My Day. And if you really want some background into the concept, uh, this is this is a a very good book. Um, I, I don't need to write a book about this topic because Gary Keller already did. Uh, so really, really good book. I, I would check that one out. All right. I got a couple of good mornings in there that I haven't seen. So good morning, Jonah. Good morning, Brenda. Uh, Brenda says, pain and growth is short term, which gains improvement. Harm can be a long term negative effect and result. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I would even, I would go so far on this one. You know, I think about this a lot when exercising because I use it for motivation. I use it as a, as an indicator that I need more work. So, you know, I used to exercise and just try to get through it. If the workout was a half an hour long, I would be looking at the clock, struggling to get through the workout for half an hour. What really helped me change and make exercise better uh, is looking at, you know, even the pain as I would feel pain, whether it was lifting weights or doing cardio and that stress that I felt, looking at that as the growth happening, right? Rather than looking at the clock, looking at being mindful of each individual action. Uh, and I think about that a lot, you know, when exercising, but also when meditating, um, you know, like this is hard, but it's good that it's hard. And that's showing me that I am now stretching myself and improving myself by doing this. Reading is the same way. As I sit and read and I find my mind wandering, that process of bringing my, my, my mind back to the page is me learning how to concentrate. Even hard conversations, hard relationship issues. Uh, you know, if you look at difficult conversations, um, Brene Brown calls it uh, rumbling, right? You want to rumble in the, in the hard conversations. Um, when you do that, you're learning. As long as you're open to learning, if you're trying to understand, if you're using good tactics, if you're using a good process, you can learn how to have better difficult conversations instead of running away from them. So when something's hard, you have to identify whether it's harmful or an opportunity to grow. There's no opportunity to grow from getting into a car accident. So you're not gonna keep getting into a car accident. The same way you're not gonna keep getting into abusive relationships. The same way you're not gonna keep doing things that, anything that damages you. But the other things that are painful through from growth, you wanna keep doing it. Um, and even if it's it's always just a little bit painful, you're, you're probably gonna be so much further ahead uh, than if you never did it at all. Uh, it's worth it, it's worth it. Angel says, I'm still stretched in all directions. DMD helps me pick a few for the day and focus on those ones and accept that the other ones need to go to another day. Yeah, and, and so I think, Angel, if you still feel stretched like that, you have to identify if you're stretched, if it's a momentary thing. You know, there's, it's always gonna happen. Like there are gonna be times, even for me, it happens quite a bit, um, where, you know, from the moment I wake up, I'm go, 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 and then at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Now, is that a momentary thing? Or is that a perpetual thing? If it is a perpetual thing, is it something I can live with or do I need to make a change? In anything we're doing with Define My Day, it might be okay for you as long as the end result takes you to a place that you want to go. If your current actions are not taking you to a place where you want to go, then you need to change them. I see it, I, I see it a lot with people. Like, you know, like, they, 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 they're searching for happiness, they're striving for happiness, but they're doing things that are causing them to be unhappy. At the time, it's making them happy. I mean, you can go to the eating thing, right? The licorice, right? Like, yeah, it's making me happy right now. But in the end, 
yeah, I'm not going to be happy. Relationships happen that way. Like we get into these toxic relationships where we feel judged or we feel, you know, like there's just this, it just makes us feel awful about ourselves. But we keep getting into it because there's some sort of a momentary high that happens. Or if you break out of it because you don't like the end result, you don't like where it's going. If you break out of it, you know, it can be a little bit painful, but the end result is better. You know, overworking. You know, you see people that are like almost take pride in overworking. But in the end, it's like terrible for their physical health. It's terrible in their relationships. They have a lot of stuff and they place value in that stuff. They feel like it's good. But if they really take time to explore what they want in life, a lot of times it's, it's, that's not it. So if you feel that you're stretched too thin, you know, it, are you doing something daily to back off of that? Or do you see an end to it? If you do see an end to it, it might be okay. Like it just might be a moment where you have to hustle. But if you don't see an end to it, you know, are you okay with it? Are the benefits better than, you know, any harm that might be happening? And that's just the, that evaluation you have to go through in everything, in everything. Uh, Priscilla had to go, but saving the video, this book helps me a lot. Awesome. Thank you. Not perfect, but I'm on the road to getting more organized. That's great. That's growth, right? It's not a fixed mindset. It's growth. I love it. Uh, Sophie, Sophie says, uh, what I need to do now is stop, take one step forward and take two steps back. I need to move forward and find my purpose. So I think I, that might be a little bit of a typo, and I think I read it according to the way you wrote it. So I'm going to go back and read this again. What I need to do now is stop taking one step forward and take two steps back. And I think that is very common too. We hustle we take that step forward, but then we take two steps back. So we're in, we end up worse than when we started. Um, and somebody described this to me um, in terms of physical health, that when you, um, you know, it's like you're walking up a down escalator when you work out, when you exercise, when you improve your health. And it's hard, right? Because always, there's always forces pushing you down. But you keep taking steps forward and eventually... You know, you get higher up and you're looking down going, wow, I really made it far. But if you stop, slowly you get back down to the bottom, back to where you started. And if you actually take steps back that harm you, you get down there even quicker than the, how, you know, how long it took you to go up. And, and that's one of the big things that stop people from sticking with what's good for them is that it's hard. And you're expending energy and you're expending willpower and when you do all of that, and then you sabotage yourself one time with something that erases all of those results, then you're looking at it going, man, that's really not worth it. Because you're not seeing the results. You're, you're, you're taking the results away from you. So, you know, you can look at define my day, like you could do it for five days a week, you know, or you could do it for three weeks straight, and then you stop for, for one week and all of your habits go out the window and you're just back to where you started. You know, then, then, oh, now I got to do it all over again. Now I got to realign. And, uh, and it's hard. It's very hard. You know, you can look at it. Again, the, the, one of the easy places to look are diet and exercise. You know, you, could, you can constrain your diet. You can restrict your diet all week long. You know, six days where you're cutting 200 calories a day, right? So that's, that's 1,200 calories that you've cut. And all of that should equate to a pound or two in weight loss every week. But then Sunday, here, a living example. Sunday is football day, right? 
and you eat wings and you eat pizza and you eat 2,000 calories more than you know, you'd do on a normal day. You've erased all of the progress you made in those six days. You know, looking at the long term over the course of seven days, you're actually up a couple hundred calories over what you should have. So now what? Now you got to start all over again. You got to, you know, like you're not seeing any progress, you're going to get discouraged. So you don't want to keep taking those steps back. You have to, you know, there are days off, right? There's days we, we take a break or days we pull back. Even with Define My Day, there are days where my priorities are just relax, rest, focus on your relationships, focus on taking care of yourself. That happens, but I still follow the Define My Day process. Hey, Gene. Happy birthday. I didn't see whose birthday it was, but happy birthday, whoever's birthday it is. Um, Jonah says, it helps me feel more in control where before I just felt overwhelmed. Yeah. And it gives you, it just, it, it helps you as you're going through your priorities and identifying your goals. It helps you give value to this list of actions we need to have. We, we have to give value to each individual component of our list of things we have to do. If there's no value to it, then we're just doing things and we might be moving in the right direction by accident, but generally we're not. When you have all of these options and directions to go, it's hard to accidentally pick the right one. Gina, Gina says she appreciates the commentary on the subject. You're welcome. Truth, <laughs> yeah. It's a hard truth for a lot of people. It's hard for me too. Uh, Karen says, I've read The One Thing, and while it's a good book, DMD provides the tools and the framework to do it. And that's the thing, right? So The One Thing gives you the concept. And there's even steps that they say you can take here, but it's not, the, like, it's not where the rubber meets the road, right? It's a good concept, but it's not where the rubber meets the road. It's, it's, it's a good book. I love, I love everything you had to say. But that's sort of like, with Define My Day, you know, the book is there. It's not giving you the reason for everything. It's just giving people the tool to follow along the process and eventually sort of grow into it. But to help out with it, uh, we are doing a Define My Day with Nick. Uh, it's five weeks of the Define My Day process starting in uh, January. And I'll give you a link to that also where um, you can, one, we'll spend a Saturday setting up your Define My Day. And then every week we'll have a group session where we meet and we go over what happened in the week, uh, where we're going for the next week. And we'll also do a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with, every, with each person in the group. Uh, that's on the website now. We're going to be starting tentatively right now on uh, January 17th. Looks like the best day. It's a Saturday. And we're going to spend the day setting up your Define My Day. Uh, so that's, that's going to give people more, people that want it, a lot more in-depth into Define My Day. Uh, Angel says, I think for me, it's that I have a lot of priorities that are about my children, but a few years ago, I decided my priorities are important too. Where I struggled before is that I used to try to do it all every day. Now I do some things on some days and other things on others. I'm in a much better place now. As the kids get older, these priorities related to them become fewer, but I think, oh, but I get to enjoy the results of making them priorities. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I, and I feel sometimes, um, you know, with my kids, 
it's it's walking the line. It, you know, it's some days I can't be there all the time and I let them do things more independently. You know, for me, it's more about being present in the moment and giving them some structure. Uh, and I fail sometimes and other times I do really great, but it's that constant trying to bring it back. And there are some days where you wake up, especially if you have kids in the house, there are some days where you wake up and it's just like, oh my God, like what, like what is going on? Um, but you know, it, it's managing. And I think as long as you, these are where the values come into place, right? You know, so, you know, we have the direction we want to go, but we have to keep it constrained by those values. And so, you know, when we look at how we treat our kids, you know, the boundaries we place with our kids and parents and people around us, you know, as long as we're living within our boundaries, we can allow ourselves to redline a little bit as long as we keep healthy. Um, and, you know, knowing that we're heading down the, the right direction. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not, and life, it's not easy, you know, and life is generally not easy, especially now in 2020. Uh, but, um, you know, we keep touching, you know, keep, keep our, our, our mind focused on the results we want. And uh, it does get easier. The more practice we have with it, the better we get. Yeah, weekends, Kathy, I wonder if it's like a, I, I think you and I probably can relate um, with this one. And it may be a business owner thing. It may be like that, like, you know, you're hustling so hard during the week and then weekends, you just don't want to think about it. And I've done that where I don't even pick up my define my day, but I do know, um, you know, over the past year, coming back to define my day, even for a couple of minutes in the morning, even if my priority is just relax. You know, what I end up doing in my tasks is identifying what relaxing looks like. You know, watching a little bit TV, but not too much. Um, you know, spending time with the boys, you know, watching football or playing outside or, you know, whatever that might be. It, it sort of just gives me that. It helps me with not let the weekend slip away, but also it helps me stop from diving into something like as if it were a Monday. You know, sometimes I can get into work too hard. And so I've had to try to balance that through using to find my day every day. Saturday setups. It's fun to plan this out once you get in the groove. Amy says, uh, I enjoy your videos in the Find My Day group. Being retired and living in a relatively new state, new town, and settling into a new house after 27 years, it's taking me a while to find my purpose. To find my day is helping me get there, but for me, it's a slow process. Absolutely. It, it is for me too. And we moved also six months ago, and uh, it's not easy. And there's a lot going on. Uh, main thing I've done is I've turned off the TV in the mornings and I'm gradually working on my goal. Yeah, gradually working on my goals, habits, and purpose. I'm reading more for sure getting there. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, we start to identify those things that are harming us the more we get in touch with this. And that's, that's the, the sort of the purpose, exactly the purpose of what we've been talking about, is that you grow your awareness of the good and the bad. Like it's as you continue to do your affirmations, as you, as you solidify your, or clarify your vision of your purpose, if you clarify your vision of where you want to go and, and what things daily are important to you, then... Uh, you, you start naturally moving away from the things you know are harming you. Uh, 
Uh, and so, you know, TV was a big one for me. Once I realized that TV was sucking up my time, even causing me to go to bed late and then wake up late and causing my mornings to be hectic, I did a cold turkey, like no more TV. I didn't miss the TV shows after a while. Um, and I found productive things to do in the evening. And I got to bed earlier. And I woke up earlier. And then I had a more productive morning. It had this compound effect of positivity in so many different areas, physically and mentally. Um, it, was, it was amazing. But I wouldn't have come to that realization that it was harming me until after I saw what was really important to me. You have to start creating that priority list. You have to give a value to the bunch of things you have to do, or you're always just going to be going in a million different directions. Gene says, hey, Nick, how long have you been on your journey, and is your wife doing Define My Day too? Lynn is doing Define My Day. Uh, she sits actually in the, at the kitchen table early in the morning with a with a light therapy lamp uh, because it's, it's so dreary in Pittsburgh. Um, and she spends 20 minutes sitting there doing Define My Day, meditating, uh, reading. And so that's her thing in the morning. Um, I've been doing this in some form or fashion for probably about five years now. I started with you know, just writing down my um, things I needed to do for the day. And then I started making it more and more into a process. Um, and I was printing out worksheets and doing all this stuff. And the more organized, um, that's sort of how Define My Day came about. And, and there were times I took breaks and didn't do it. And that gave me perspective too, uh, you know, how quickly we can slide when we stop. But yeah, it's been, it's been about five years. Um, and I can tell you that I can't even imagine where I'd be right now if I didn't start this process. I'd be miserable. I might even be single. Uh, Amy says, weekend Saturdays in the fall are about college football. Not much else gets done. But that's okay, right? Like if, you, if college football is your thing and you get so much out of getting together and watching college football, then that's it. You know, like tonight the Steelers are on at 5 o'clock. That's what we're going to do. That's a, that's a priority for me today. The Steeler game with the boys is a priority for me. Nothing else is going to happen. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm, and listen, and this is, how, this is how detailed I get. I'm not going to be on social media. I am not going to be answering text messages. I am not going to be talking on the phone with people. I'm not going to let any distractions happen. We are going to watch the game and enjoy the game together. Like that's, those are like, you know, how many times have you, like maybe you're at the dinner table and rather than have a good conversation at the dinner table, you're checking out your phone. Maybe your TV's on in the background. You know, you're not present with the people that you're having dinner with. You know, that's a, that's a you know, if you look at it and go, well, wait, my goal, my purpose is good relationships, right? My goal is good relationships. My values are being present in good relationships, but yet my actions are not saying that. My actions are taking me down a different path. So changing the actions, putting the phone down, you know, being present, having a conversation, not ignoring the other person. The actions have to align with what you want. Because if you're just going through the motions, then you're not going to end up in the place where you want to go. And so if college football for you is a priority, good for you. That, that's, that's great. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy it to its fullest. 
That's the whole goal of this. So on Saturdays, you might write down priority number one, college football. And then for me, my tasks and something like that are, you know, don't let anything get in the way of it. You know, be there, have fun, enjoy it. You know, if somebody calls you, you know, with like, hey, I need help with this thing. I can't right now. I'm doing my priority watching college football might not be a priority for you. You might not even see it as a priority. I do because I'm spending time with family. This is our time together. Priorities aren't just work. It's not work. It's, it's being focused on the thing that's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Good rule. No technology at the dinner table, uh, including my adult children. Absolutely. In fact, we won't allow TVs in the bedroom either. We had a TV in our bedroom. And then, you know, when you're laying in bed at 1230 at night, it's hurting you. We won't let TVs in our kids' bedroom. They have a separate room for their PlayStation and for their TV. They will not, no matter how much they fight, they will not have a TV in their bedroom. It's just not okay. It's not a good habit to be in. I'm not going to start that habit now. All right, everybody. I appreciate you all joining me today. I hope this was valuable for you. If you have any questions, please let me know. I will, in the comments, be posting the links for the books so that all the books we referenced. So if you are interested in these books, you can grab them. Um, and, uh, you know, next week, next week we're going to get into, um, oh, I didn't even write it down, but let me, let me tell you in a minute here. Uh, next week we are going to get into the monthly goals. So this month's goals, we're going to talk about um, the overall goals, the professional goals, health goals, relationship goals. Now, and, if, and if, again, if you look at that initial thing we talked about there, it's the, the, long, the longer term mile marker. So the markers, we have daily markers, weekly markers, monthly markers. We're going to talk about the monthly goals, the four week goals as they apply to define my day. So join me for that next week. I look forward to talking to you. Remember, if you want anything from us for Christmas, order it this week. I don't know how long it's going to take for it to get to you. And also, remember the group, uh, the, the Define My Day with Nick sessions we're going to be doing starting January 17th. That is on the website now. Um, I appreciate you guys joining me. I, I really hope this was valuable for you. Um, and, and every day, evaluate how your actions are connecting with your purpose. It's so important. So important. The more you grow that awareness, the better the decisions you will make every day. You will feel so much better about it. All right, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.